Now, I'm going to be uh, reading out of 1 Samuel and then eventually out of, uh, out of the book of Acts, chapter 1. But the, you know what we've been talking about for the last two months? And finally, today, we finish with this topic. After two months of working and studying and, and listening and, and struggling with the works and person of the Holy Spirit, today we come to our finality of our summer uh, uh, study in the Holy Spirit. It seems that that's going to be our tradition for the next few years. Last year, during, right after Pentecost, we did a whole series. Remember the series on the fruit of the Spirit? Remember that one? And then we did the, uh, so this year we did the, the series on the person and work of the Holy Spirit. And next year I'm inclined in doing something more radical. Just teach about the gifts of the Spirit as it relates to the body and how we function amongst that. But that's for next summer. I invite you to listen to and for the word of the Lord. I am going to read one text that's not in your reading. And then I will join in the reading. But the Lord said to Samuel, Don't judge by his appearance or height, for I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things that we see. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Verse 11. Then Samuel asked, Are these all your sons you have? There is still the youngest, Jesse, replied. But he's out in the field watching the sheep and goats. Send for him at once, Samuel said. We will not sit to eat uh, dinner until he arrives. So Jesse sent for him. He was dark and handsome with beautiful eyes. And the Lord said, this is the one. Anoint him. So David stood there among his brothers. Samuel took the flag of olive oil he had brought and anointed David with the oil. The spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David from that day on. Then Samuel returned to Ramah. Present-day Ramallah. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you will receive power when the Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Uh, The word of the Lord. Can I repeat that second reading? And, and I want to bring it home. I think you guys are getting to know me. When I say I want to bring it home, I want to bring it right here, right now. And, and, and let me read this way. But, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses telling people about me in Marietta, in Cobb County, throughout Georgia, and to the ends of the earth. Does that make sense now? Amen. Amen. As I shared with you, I have been uh, teaching a series of messages about the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, that person charged from God to apply the ministry of Jesus in our lives. What that means is that he takes the truths, he takes the blessings from Jesus and puts them in your heart, in your life right here, right now. 
That's the ministry of the Spirit. In big theological words, we used to call it, it, it was the agent who applied the ordo salutis. Remember that, you know? But basically what it means is the God, God's self, making God's promises alive and well in your life right here in the 21st century. That's the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And we have learned that this is the spirit that speaks, that moves, that nudges, that influences, that enamors, that calls, that's, that, that lures. We learned in, in, in the month of June about the spirit of unity. That our unity is not in what we think, it is in Jesus Christ itself. We learned about the, the, the spirit of truth. The spirit that guides us to all truth, including God's truth and even truth about ourselves. But we also discovered the truth of Jesus. We learn about the spirit of life, the spirit of grace, the spirit of dreams and visions, the spirit of peace that inspires us to be peacemakers wherever we are at. We just uh, a few days ago, last week, we started about the spirit of change. And we learned that it is not the change to refurbish. It is not the change to do one of these makeovers. It is not the change to remodel. It is the change to change. To make all new. That's what it is. It is not refurbishing our lives. It is not accommodating, trying to change to, so that we will be better people. No, no, no. It is the changing of our whole life from the inside out so that Jesus will be seen in our lives. So that we will be shaped in the image of Messiah. The power of the Spirit. Listen to this. Because if you remember this statement, you can go home now. Yeah. The power of the Spirit comes to you. Listen to this. When you say yes to God. Let me say it again. The power of the Spirit comes to you when you say yes to God. Now mind you, God has already said yes. You see, the Spirit of God will never impose himself on you, will never force himself on you, will never just be there and push himself on you. That's why we call it the gentle Spirit. He will speak, and if you do not listen, he will not knock you over the head. Not yet. This is a Spirit that is welcoming the spirit that is accepting, the spirit that is listened to, followed, sensed by us when we say yes to God. Abraham had to say yes to God before he even knew where he was going. Isaac and Jacob, they all had to say yes to God. And after they said yes to God, they saw the power of the spirit in their lives. The, the, Moses said yes to God in the most amazing and weird experience by seeing a burning bush that never consumed. Joshua, Rahab said yes to God and then she saw the power of God. Ruth and Esther, they all said yes to God in such moments and they saw the power of God. Samuel, Saul, David, Elijah, Elisha, Jeremiah, Daniel. They all said yes to God. And the power of God was manifested in their lives. What I wonder, what is it that God is impressing in your heart this morning? And what is it that God may be wanting to move you towards 
And I wonder if this morning you will be willing to say yes. Because God has already said yes. Peter, James, John, the disciples of Jesus himself had to say yes. And Jesus said yes all the way to the cross. And he saw the power of God in his resurrection. The disciples all had to say yes. Yes to God. And they saw the spirit of power in their lives. Paul reminds us that for all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. And through Christ are amen, which means yes. And all of this for the glory of God. So today I'm wondering, what is God asking you to say yes to? After all, God has already said yes.